and welcome to the Potters Podcast. We're seven unbeaten, aren't we, Ange? Hello, everybody. Seven unbeaten. Just now need to turn some of the draws into wins. But look, Rotherham was always going to be a tough game. They had done really well since they changed the manager. I think we were only the second team to score there since that management change. Uh, they were good at home and we beat them. And what a cracking goal to score, Ian. Well, I know, yeah, just before half-time, Lewis Baker, David Beckham-style S3 kick into the top corner, sent the keeper the wrong way. And with two goalkeepers wouldn't have stopped that, let's be honest. No, they wouldn't. And it was just, it sent the away end mad. It was just, the match wasn't great because they mess it up. They play a bit like we used to play under Pulis. Lots of scrappy fouls, lots of long balls into the box and throw-ins. So I thought we were competent and I thought the game management was good. Yeah, well, speaking of that, we'll go quickly into the stats. Possession-wise, it was 60% towards 40 to them. Shots, we had four to their three. On target, we had three. So it's going up and slight improvements. They didn't have a single shot on target. Corners, we had six. We'll go into them after. And three to them. And fouls we won again, Ange, 13 to 11. I mean, if if it was a, if we could get promoted through fouling, we'd be winning the league, wouldn't we? But we've only lost twice. But yeah, and a, a special, I know we're going to do player ratings, but a special uh, well done to Pearson, who within 30 seconds of being on the pitch got booked. Well, yeah, that's that's one topic we're going to talk about later with Mr Pearson. He's in in trouble, really. But first, we're going to have to go into these corners. Now... I mean, can anybody kick a ball, Ange? I thought the corners weren't great. We had a couple of decent ones towards the end when Baker frizzed in a couple of them. But we we do need to start learning how to beat the first man because uh, you don't get too many gifts in this league and and you need to capitalise on those situations. It's one of the areas where, for years, we've been poor. Well, I mean, it's, it was even poorer yesterday. I mean, right at the end when we were trying to burn down the clock and Baker passed it to, I think it was Uvi, and then ended up putting a ball down the middle and got Rotherham away. <laughs> I yeah, mean, that's I, right. I mean, it, just whip it in. If, it, if you're going to be that diabolical with possession, just whip it in. And you could, but to be fair, you could hear Schumacher screaming at him. He was telling him, what are you doing? And it was a little bit ridiculous, but I'll be honest... I've got to be honest, we're probably one of the worst crosses of the ball in the league, Ange. I mean, even from open play, from inside play, I think the only one that can really cross a ball is Junior, and unfortunately, he's he's away at an AFCON. What are we going to do about this? Is he, I mean, who in the right mind has brought these wingers in that can't cross a ball? I mean, Vidigal put a couple well, of good fizzes in later on, but nothing to show. One thing I will say to you, Ian, is you're nothing if not easy to correct. Junior is not. You mean Junior Bayho or who do you mean? I'm not saying his name, I'm Junior. What? The, I know what you were trying. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get me. I know. Me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, know. I, I thought I'd just wind you up there, and then you'd have to say Chamadu. Chamadu, that's it. I've got yeah, it. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Think of Chamadu, the old pop record, and then it's Chamadu. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he's he's. We're missing him, aren't we, Ange? I'll be honest. I think we're missing him. Gone and you know he's no Mo Salah, but he's he's the equivalent for us in terms of crossing. So um, 
I don't think they'll get very far in the tournament. I hope he does well, but the sooner he's back, the better. However, Jordan Thompson came in as a fullback, and I thought did well yesterday. But we'll, I'm sure, come on to that when we start about the ratings. Well, Andrew, I mean, you've got a bit of a love for Jordan Thompson, isn't it? What is it? Is it? Is it, have you had a good word with him? What's What's this love with Jordan Thompson? People have been talking I'll about tell you this what week. It is. I, I, no, I'll tell you what it is. I think he's been grossly underrated in his time at Stoke. Uh, I think he's one of those utility players that you need to have in your squad and he always gives 100%, which you can't always say about the last five years with some of their players. You ask him to you ask him to play up front and he'll play up front. He's just a hard-working hard pro. Fair enough. But his contract's up in the summer. Do you reckon with the you know, revolution with him under Schumacher, there's a possibility of that getting extended? I think so. I'd also like to think we'd get better players in as well, but um, I certainly wouldn't let him go unless it was a brilliant offer. I would try and keep him. Well, it'll be free, Ange. His contract's off, and I don't think anyone's going to yeah, buy no, it'll him. Yeah, it'll be free. It'll be free if he, then, yes, I know, but I mean, if somebody come, somebody could come in for him in the January window, whilst I don't think they will, somebody could. I mean, we'll talk about the window and one or two other players, won't we? But yeah, I think it would be a shame for him to go. Right, that's your opinion. Right. So, we, we played Rotherham, a team that's pretty good at home. And we got a 1-0 win, so we go straight in with the player ratings with Iverson. Well, I don't think he had a great deal to do, but what he did, I mean, he was competent with the crosses. I thought his kicking was a little bit better. He didn't have much to do. Having said that, neither did their keeper, uh, so I'm giving him a 7. I'll go on for six. I thought he was steady. I thought he commended okay. Commended? Commended? Commanded okay. I think he's there's a bit more confidence with him in goal because there's no sloppy mistakes. But Bottom has done all right since he's been brought in. I, I do like him, Ange, but would you have preferred Travis come back? I'm, I'm getting like mixed views with him on on the social pages. No, I wouldn't prefer him to come back. We've got what we've got. Everybody says we'll love him eventually. People who've seen him play when he's on loan before. So, no, I'm quite happy with that. Right, there we go then. So, now we move into Hoover. Now, Hoover, who I know you think is the best player since sliced bread. Um, I thought he was was one of the weakest players on the pitch for us yesterday. I didn't think he was great. It's his mistakes, Ian. It's the mistakes he makes. It's like he switches off. I find him really frustrating by the way he gives the ball away. Um, so, a six. Right, Hoover. Now, I'll go with the positives. I thought he joined in with the attacking play quite well. He probably had the better crosses or passes into the middle than anyone from that wide area. I thought he overlapped and supported Aksabanovic, who was in a foreign position to him, and supported him quite well. But then we go to the other half of his game, which is the negatives now. And that is too very, very casual a lot of the time. Seems like he's got all the time in the world. And sometimes I look at him and I think like he's played on pitch in Holland with his mates sometimes, how casual he is. He, was, he kept giving the ball away. He kept putting it in, in the wrong position half the time yet again. You know, when you're a right-back, you have to stay at right-back and cover the wingers. Half the time, he's moving inwards, which means we're dropping Aksabanovic down and we're looking probably weaker on the right side than the left side at the moment, for me. But when we break, he's a useful player. So I'm going to go in the middle with a five for Hoover. Yeah, I'm going to go with a six. I think he's 
because there was negatives, but there was positives as well. So I'll go with a fair assessment this time. Right, Jordan Thompson. Jordan Thompson. Jordan? Yeah, well, he might be next time we speak to him. Uh, Jordan Thompson, I thought, had a really good game in what isn't his favourite position. And again, I think I've seen him play better, so I'm giving him a six because he was solid. But I, th- I think it's, I think he's a, a good utility player, six for me. Uh, six for me, I mean, in my personal opinion, he's all left back now. Until we can bring somebody in, I'd, I'd stick him there. I think he's just more mobile than Ender Stevens, because Ender Stevens, if he plays two games a week, he'll be out for a few months again. So, in yesterday, he did he did good things yesterday. I mean, he stuck to his guns at the back. Defensively, he was solid. He did get caught a few times, but he did his job well. I mean, he, the good thing for me from him yesterday, from what I was watching, was he was good at bringing the ball forward and good at creating fouls. Kept going down at the right time. Kept kept going down whenever we were sort of stuck on the verge of being under pressure, which is something I've not seen before. Because under Alex yeah. Neal, our players weren't doing this. They weren't falling down. They weren't getting the free kicks. They were just getting beaten. And I mean, to be fair, I've been impressed with Thompson since he's gone in at left back. I think we might have actually found him a position, Ange. Okay, um, I'm I'm quite happy with that. Right, now we move into McNally. Right. I'm just trying to think of... He's a funny one, McNally, for me. He He's solid. There's, what you see is what you get, from my perspective. I don't know how to sum him up. He, he just gets on with his job, doesn't he? Um, there's, there's not a great deal of thrills about him. He just does his job, carries on, does it again. He didn't play very well against Brighton, so I was glad he played well yesterday. Seven for me. Yeah, I'll go for seven for McNally. Um, I thought he was good. I thought he was good. He kept Rotherham at arm's length. He won all his headers. Defensively calm. Didn't have any mistakes, which I'm thinking is that because of Iverson and behind him and maybe Berger in front of him because Berger was mopping everything up. And we'll go on to him next. Yeah. But to be fair, I think McNally's one of those players when he's confident he's a good player. He reminds me yeah. a lot of Arwood Bellish in that regard as well. I think he's very similar, raw, but got the ability if we stick with him. Now, this is one I would get permanently. Now, I know you're probably going to be shocked and go, no, but I think McNally, when he's when he gets a bit older and gets a bit more experienced and confident and plays, plays the role consistently, I think he'll be a good player for Stoke. I mean, I think he'll be one of those players that'll do years for the club as well. Because he right. he's not quite good enough to move on to a bigger club, but he's good enough for what we need, if you know what I mean. And I think he will improve, but he, he just needs that chance to impress. He has got a mistake in him, but I think that'll change. And yesterday, he played well. He kept them at arm's length. He won his headers. Defensively, he took his roles. No mistakes. I like this from McNally compared to Brighton, which we, we won't go into. Right, Michael Rose. Thought he played well again. I think he's settled himself down a little bit and, and done all right. I thought he was pretty dominant in the air. Seven from me. Yeah, I'll go seven as well with Michael Rose. I, I thought he conducted himself well all over the pitch. He was getting up for corners and got nearly to a well, I say to nearly to a few. He nearly got his knee behind one or two of them. But he's getting better, Rose. Since Schumacher's come in, there's been a something we haven't seen for a while, which we'll talk about after. But they're improving 
And I think defensively, we are looking very sound. We don't look like we're going to break through. And I thought Rose yesterday did some, <coughs> pardon me, some excellent work yesterday in blocking off, blocking Rotherham from the offside trap. He kept moving forward, they kept going offside. Can't, can't knock them defensively, I think they've been brilliant. Now, how long can we keep him? I'm having burgers for tea. Woots it, burger. Well, I told you a couple of weeks ago, I think we've just got to enjoy him as long as we can. Uh, he's going to be a very special footballer. He was everywhere yesterday. Uh, he's just immense, isn't he? The way he, Wherever you play him, because he wasn't in his preferred position yesterday, um, I just don't think we're going to keep him for very long. The man of the match for me, with a nine. I'm going to go on for nine as well, aren't I? Yeah, go on, I'll go nine, because there's a, f a few of us I'm going to give eight to, but what a player, Ange. This is the best oldie midfielder I've seen in my life. Name me a better oldie but, midfielder than him. Well, he's certainly not played for Stoke, in my opinion, but uh, it was just his leadership qualities as well for me, and he's, he's a leader, he's a natural leader, and he's a really likeable man too. I just hope we can keep him... For a little bit longer than uh, I really think we will. It'd be lovely to see him help us get to the Premier League. I think he's happy here, but money talks, and um, I think we've, we'll be lucky to have him more than a season, if I'm honest. Angela, I don't want the negativity, not not again. It's a new year, it's a happy new year. Why are you it's ruining realism. it? Right? It's realism. It isn't realism. You'll do two years, he'll be with us next year, I promise you. Don't you worry. Fair enough. He'll, he'll do one more year, but yesterday yesterday was brilliant. He covered every grain of uh, grain of grass, and to be honest, when he's played in that holding midfielder role, we place we we just don't look like we're going to concede many goals because he, no. he's mopping up for everybody. If McNally can't quite get to a player, Berger's got that pace to get round the back of him and make the inside tackles. And then he breaks forward. He's got that energy that we haven't seen for a lot since the Premier League days. Players like Arnie and Bojan, where they can just turn on a, a, a fifth gear and just fly past people like they don't exist. And he's got a left foot on him. He passes. He was creating things. And to be honest, if we can get, if we can build a team around him in that holding role, we can go up in the next two years. But we've got to keep hold of him. I, I, honestly, I'd give him a pay rise and say, "Oh, he is hundred grand a week. Just stay." <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it like that, but you know, it'd be nice to do. Right, so, debut boy, Cundle. I thought he had a good debut. At the start, he was um, a little bit... Get it, him and Baker weren't quite sure where they, where they were playing there, but his movement's good, he's, he does a lot of clever play. I also was quite mindful that Schumacher said he gave the ball away a few times, which he didn't normally do. But as a debut, I thought he was great. He shows you he can pass the ball. He's neat and tidy. And I think the longer he plays, the, the more he'll get used to who we're playing against, you know, the players he's playing with. And I'm going to give him an eight. Yeah, I'll go with an eight as well. I thought Cundall was really encouraging. Good face. Good first and second touches, passed the ball in nice, neat ways. I thought he was always looking forward rather than a Ben Pearson or a Baker that was trying to go backwards all the time or even Johnson. There's quality in that lad. And the only thing I'm disappointed with is we haven't permanently signed him because I think he will grow into a very good player. 
And I can tell that already. You can just see by his qualities, touches. It's an improvement. It's a good signing. I think he'll grow, but the problem is, will we keep him by the end of the season and can build around him next? I don't know. But very encouraging and a good start for the young lad. Right, Louis Baker. I thought Louis Baker clearly is is playing to to prove that he should be in the Stoke City team. I mean, they call them Thunderblasters, them goal, they call them a lot worse as well. But um, I thought he, he played very well. I thought he scored a really good goal. And even some of his corners and his crosses in the second half were beating the first man. Um he looks like the bloke we signed now, doesn't he? He looks like the good player that we thought, who's this when he first came? I mean, he's scored in two successive games now, albeit one was a penalty. He's, he's getting back to the old player, the, the the guy he was before he got injured, and I just thought his, his quality for that free kick, well, I haven't seen a better free kick from anybody. So he's another one getting an eight from me. See, I'm going to go on for seven, Ange, for Baker. I love the free kick. I thought it was he a great thought, goal. Talk about me being negative. Well, it was a superb free kick. There's no question of it. I mean, two keepers wouldn't have stopped that. It was brilliant. But my problem was there was he went quiet with the involvement of the midfield play. I think he went a little bit missing. He was very wavy as a player, isn't he? And yesterday I was looking around going, Baker, where are you going? Why aren't you linking up and trying to break into good positions? It seemed like... He was getting lost a bit. And apart from the goal, I can't really remember a lot he did, unless you can remind me of anything. I, I just thought he was tidy throughout, and I thought... Um, I, I just thought he was excellent. Right, so obviously we're watching Arsenal again, Ange. But right, so we go in with Vidigal next. Yeah, yeah. The, I thought he was lively. Uh, I, I sometimes think... He's lively, but to what end? Uh, but towards the end, I thought he, even though he was tiring, he was stuck in, and he, he's trying more and more. He didn't look as threatening in the second half. That that's a concern for me. But he keeps going, and he's going to get a seven for me. Yeah, I'll go for seven as well. I, I, to be honest, I was impressed with the front three, apart from creating chances. I mean, he got himself in good positions. I thought he brought. Some good work out of the goalkeeper. Uh, Hansen is it for Rotherham. I thought he was unlucky with an effort towards the end. I think he got in good a good space a bit after that. He almost he was trying to get a penalty with a dive. Try was he testing? He was testing. He was getting involved, and I like that about him. If we can keep getting, I think it's just getting him up to speed into what Schumacher wants to do, and I think it'll click eventually. But at the moment, I think they're, they're just lacking in confidence. But the the positives are. They're creating a bit now. It's just that final bit that we're struggling with. But we're getting the results, so I'll take that. And he gets a seven from me. I thought he linked up well with my, especially second second half, that little date touch from me to get him through on goal. But just not quite there yet. Right, hacks about it. He isn't, but one thing before we move on. Do you not get embarrassed with some of his histrionics? You'll have to explain what that means, Ange, for, this, for the Well, listeners. you know, he goes down, somebody blows on him, and he goes down as though his head's been knocked off. He's a typical continental footballer. He grabs his face if somebody hits his sock. He, I find it really embarrassing. And I know he's not the only one, and I know other clubs do it, but it isn't a Stoke City way to lie down as though you've been pole when you haven't. 
Yeah, but that's the modern that's game, and we've got to get involved with yeah. it so we'll miss out on yeah, things, won't modern, we? The modern game is also you have players that play like Pep Guardiola has all the way through, but you can't do it at Stoke. You cut your class. I just think it's embarrassing. Stoke City have never been a club that have people that are basically cheats, and I think it's cheating. Sorry, I do. Anyway, carry on. Haksabanovic. Yeah, I didn't. He doesn't seem to have the confidence. I know he hasn't played a lot. I just think he's lacking in confidence. He didn't have a great deal of impact on the game. He always tries. Uh, nothing came off for him. So, for me, he's getting a six. Uh, to be honest, I'm going to go over five. I, I, I like some of his movements. I liked his his touch with the ball, but there was no end result again. I, I, to be honest, I, I, if, Lloris, if, he, if it was Larice not him, I wouldn't have noticed to be honest, the, the problem is, but I don't think he's played in the right position. I, I do prefer him on the left when he cuts in. On the right, he just looks like he just looks out of position. He just looks way out of it. But I, I thought he did link up okay with Maya, and this is the thing that I'm getting a bit frustrated with. Maya is doing well at that at the link up play. It's just everything else. Actually, he was okay one team, but there was not a lot really to scream home about. Right, no. Ryan May. Call him wherever you want. I think for such a big guy, and he is a big guy, uh, he, if somebody gets on top of him early doors like their centre-half did, his physicality so, soon disappears. Listen, he's got, he has some lovely touches and some lovely flicks, but I don't think he's an out-and-out striker. He was being battered by them because that's the way they play. Uh, but... Well, that's nothing for, fell for him. I just don't think he's the sort of bloke that is going to put his neck on the line for you. And so is seven. A seven. I'll, I'll go with a six. Uh, I like his touch. I like his ability. I like how he moves around. And I like how he connects the play. I think he's very good at connecting the play. And he worked well, yeah. very well with Vidigal yesterday. But the problem is... It's getting him into... He doesn't seem to have that ability to find himself good space, like a lethal striker. Unfortunately, we're looking at all our forwards, which we'll do after, but May is probably the best of what we've got at the moment, but we need a combination of him and Campbell, where he's got the link-up play, but he's got Campbell's finishing in positional sense. And yesterday... It seemed like he was really good at integrating and linking the play up. But at the moment, we're, we're sort of playing a full snide, aren't we? We haven't got that forward, yeah. which is why we're struggling no, to create right. chances for me. Because it's we're getting to the positions, but then there's no one to pass to in the box. So no, it, that's very true. Which is what I'm seeing. But he's it, OK. The link-up play for me keeps him in the team. Right, now the substitution's hands, and we go with Larice. For Haksabanovic on the 65th minute. Uh, he just put himself about like he normally does. He got stuck in. Uh, didn't have that much impact on the game, but he did all right. So he, won his, he won some free kicks for us, and that was because he used his physical presence uh, in a bit better way than my did yesterday. Um, and I also thought he stretched them towards the end when, when he had the ball. So, uh, seven. I'll go over five again. I'm looking at Lloris. I don't think he's a winger, Ange. No, neither do I, but that's where we play. I know that's where he plays, but would he be good as a centre-forward? 
Because he is powerful and he is good at, well, in the air. He, he'd add the ball well because he's very good at heading. But, you know, like somebody said years ago, as long as you're good in the air, you're a good forward. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, Big John Ritchie. Well, he, and he knew yeah. he was cracking in the air. But, to be honest, I, I think yesterday he made, to be honest, even a right back would might suit Lloris. Because, I mean, he made a cracking side sliding tackle to halfway through the end, the second half. Cracking little yeah. side tackle. And he, his power, he was keeping him away. Good strength. I'm seeing a right back here till Junior comes back. Because he can defend. Um, he can. Um, but I still think he'll stick him where he is at the moment. Well, have a word, Ange. When you okay. see him next say, get that Lloris at right back till, till Chamadou comes back. Did I get that right? Shamadou, yeah. yeah. There we go, I've learnt it. Right, so now we go in with Campbell for Ryan May on the 80th yeah. minute. Uh, I didn't think there was enough time for him to make any impact. He obviously was happy to be back on the pitch and he did a bit of running. Uh, but you can't really say that he had enough time to do anything. So I'm going with your standard five. He didn't have a lot to do, really, did he? I mean, I, mean, I know he had 16 minutes, which is... Enough to maybe create himself a chance. I don't like him in the middle, Ange. I know, I know we should give him a go there because he might be that missing link. But I think you need Ryan May behind him. And then do you, who do yeah. you sacrifice in the midfield? Baker or or Cundle to put May a bit higher? I, I don't know. Can May do the midfield work, the donkey work? I don't know. It's it's difficult challenge for me because at the moment I think we're just a few players missing. And that's why we've got to look at it. But I thought Campbell, he, he looked a bit lost in the middle, to be honest. He tried link up and then ended up moving too far to the wings and we had nobody in the middle, so the problem still was there. But he, he came on positive. He, he looked like he was working because there's rumours he's going, but didn't look like it there. Right on the 89th minute, super sub, Ben Pearson for Cundle. Basically, just to make certain we we didn't concede, and straight away he just can't help himself. He just gets carded. I think we should call him instant yellow. I don't think we should call him Pearson anymore. He, he did what he was brought on to do, but because it's so late in the game and he gets a yellow card, I'm giving him a four. See, I'll go with a, I'll go over three because. Quite honestly, if we can get rid of Wood, to be honest, now we've got Berger there. Well, yeah, I would too. Because I don't see where we're going to play him now. Because he's going to—he's. I could imagine him being one that kicks off if he's not playing. And at this moment in time, I don't know where playing, unless unless no. he's happy to be a bench warmer for Berger. I don't know where playing because Berger is. Is five times the player of Pearson. Pearson's a good player, I don't mind it, but unfortunately for him, we've brought in Berger, who can do everything he can do, plus create chances, plus be good in possession, forward passing galore. Whereas Pearson, whenever he comes on, we seem to go very defensive, and we seem to drop a lot deeper when he comes on. And to be honest, I think Rotherham really started coming into that game in the last last six minutes because Pearson came on which is why he's got a neg negative mark but the stupidity of literally coming on the pitch and his first thing he does is get a yellow card it's it's terrible I mean, he's, he's had 11 yellow cards this season 11 it's nearly as many as he's played 
I know he did. But you, you know what you're getting with him. I mean, he's not, that's the sort of player he is. I know, but you've got, someone's got to have a word with him and say, you can't behave like this. I mean, the first thing you did was go in and trip a player up. And there was no pressure. We weren't be we weren't they weren't bombing down on us. He just tripped him up for the sake of it. You can't be play like that now. Fair enough. In the nineties, no. you could get away with it. Notice you could get away with it. But now I'm sorry if you if you touch somebody's eyelash, they're going down, and you're getting a booking <laughs> nowadays. And I don't know, Andrew. We, we'll save judgment on him. Right, the substitutes that weren't used: Barnum, Johnson, Wilmot, the blocker Wood. And low. So, referee rating, Angela. Um, I didn't think he was brilliant. I thought, like most referees this season, he wasn't that great. I'm going to give him a seven. A seven? That's an eye mark for us, Ange. That's like a ten. Yeah, but, but I mean, I'm, I'm not quite as cool as you because we did win. And, and I did think if you were analysing the horrendous decisions he made, the more went for us against us and I say that because I was laughing at a bloke that sat two seats in front of me and honestly at one point I could have just hit him because every time anything happened he was on about how bad the ref was and at one point I thought I'm just going to say something to you because he wasn't uh, you know we haven't sort of deserved some of the comments you made but I kept managed to keep my mouth shut so yeah, I'm giving him that. What about you? Bloody hell, Andrew, you managed to keep your mouth shut. Bloody yeah. hell, is it a new you, new, right. new year? Uh, new resolution, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll go over six. I thought he was very frustrating with his lack of ability to allow play to continue. That was one thing he was doing me head in. There was a clear chance where we broke away. Probably wouldn't have done anything with it, where Vinigal was away and he pulled, he pulled it back because a player fell over. There was no foul, there was no head injury. But he give it as a, he brought the play back, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing yeah. there?" And it, to be fair, he did give a few in our favour, but you know, I'll go middle of the, a bit better than middle of the range because we did win, but not good standing at all. Right, so we go into the whole performance rating. What are we giving that Ange? Eight. An eight. Um, I'll go in with it. I'll go in and explain why. I'll go seven. I thought we controlled the game well. I think it was good man management. Defensively, we looked very capable against Rotherham. Attacking wise, we we're improving, but we're still lacking that edge. For me, I think we're we're not. I think we're not. I think we're a player off clicking. For me, but okay. but I think we're we're not too bad at the moment. Right, so Michael, Michael, Stephen Schumacher's score. Well, I think that that's a game that under the previous manager, and probably under some other managers before that, we'd have probably lost that game. I thought he set the team up well. They'd clearly been told, and Schumacher said that one of the coaches had been on at the players all week to give them nothing off the set pieces. And I thought we did really well at uh, doing that, giving them nothing at the set pieces. Uh, he... To me, he handled the game really well. We won away from home. I don't care who you're playing. It's difficult to win away from home. So, um, I'm going to give him a nine. A nine? Somebody's impressed with our new man. Well, I'll go with an eight. I think he got it pretty much spot on. I was very worried at the start of the game with no bay. But I think that's the reason why Cundle came straight in. I'm hoping we're going to see bay next match. 
because I don't want him start sitting on the bench. I'll be honest with you. But good performance. I thought we managed the game well. A few sloppy mistakes here and there, but I thought we did quite well. Defensively, we were strong. I think the way we're playing suits us. Great pressing play. And I'll give him credit. For the first time ever, I've been impressed with what a manager's done. I think they're improving greatly. I mean, can you have you seen the improvement of the players, Anne, since he's come in? Very early days to um, to make assumptions or judgments. Well, it's it's early to say what we're going to do and what we're going to play, but I have seen drastic improvements in a lot of the players. And I think Michael Rose has improved drastically. I think McNally's improved. I think in the last couple of games, Hoover's slightly improved. Not a lot, like, but he's improved. I think Thompson's yeah, become a new player. Well, I agree with you, but I'll be honest, the improvements in a lot of the players that have been coming in has been, you know, for me, night and day. I mean, I think Jordan Thompson's had a new lease of life. I think Wouter Berger now he's been moved in his right position as a holding midfielder. Under Schumacher's been an absolute revelation. I think Bay's improved. I think Vidigal's slightly improved. He's shown he can play on the right. I think Ryan May started improving as well. I'm looking at it, and for the first time in a long time, Andrew, I've seen a manager coming in and improving what he's got. Never mind bringing in other players. He's improving what yeah. he's got, Ange. I agree, and we've had a bit of a manager bounce. We actually, you know, when you had Gallagher and Morris in charge, we got two games that we didn't lose, but for me, irrespective of how well he's improved people, there I watched commentary, I watched part of the commentary game, all right, Leicester were down to ten men and the, and commentary scored the third goal in injury time, but for me, they're way better than us. Um and I don't see in our team uh attacking players that can consistently beat the opposition. Uh I don't see attacking players creating for the other attacking players and I don't think we've got a quality striker. Uh, and for me, to get anywhere near the playoffs, you've got to have a really good defence and you've got to have somebody that scores goals. And for us to achieve that, I still think we're five or six players short. See, see I mean, I, I think just to strike a, a goal scorer might improve this team enough to scrape up there. Right. I, I really yeah. do. Well, uh, well, listen, Ian, if we're going to scrape up there... Right, we're going to have to win about five or six games and expect those teams above us to lose. Right? You would accept that, yeah? Well, yeah, but Right? Well, we've only won eight games all season. So it's going to be some form of miracle for us to do that this season. And nobody wants them to do it more than me, but I just can't see it happening. No, I can't, Andrew. I mean, that's... Top half would be great for me. That's why I said scrape. (laughs) 
Yeah, but yeah, like don't get me wrong, I know exactly what you mean. I think we are a few players away from what we need. I think we've had, you know, but I think we've had a bounce enough to see that this manager knows what he's doing, and if we get the players in what he wants, which I think we've already started to prove we're trying to do. Luke Cundall is his number one target. Whitaker's up there as another target. Apparently, really rates Poku from last season in League One. He likes a left back from somewhere and apparently we're still back in for Al Hamidi. Now we go into the transfer market now and these players aren't going away and which means there must be serious interest in these players. So we go in with a left back. Have you heard who this left back is? And it's not Thingy no. from Finland. No, I didn't think it was Thingy. But I honestly have no idea. And I think most of the people, the vast majority, 99.9% of the people that say they know what's going on at Stoke telling fibs, because they don't. Well, what have you heard from them, though, that we could just talk about briefly? I've heard nothing about anybody coming in apart from the players we've had. And Cundall was probably one of the worst kept secrets that we've heard. Uh, and I haven't heard anything. I believe we're after the left back, but that's the same as you. And then I also think we're after a striker, but that's obvious because we haven't got an out-and-out striker. And I, just while we're talking about yesterday, the best thing for me was Sam Klukas not scoring for them. But I thought he played really well, Sam Klukas, yesterday. And he, he had that little bit of dirty nastiness in him, which he used to have for us. But he played well. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's, let's be honest, he's, he's been a good player his whole career, hasn't he? He's always, always held a position. I mean, he, he's very hit and miss, I will be honest, and I'm, sat, and I'm glad to see him go. But he'll always be a fan favourite for me, Sam Klukas, with, with that second-half performance when Michael O'Neill came in. He was a revelation then, but that's all I can talk about. But Poku, I've, he I've heard we're negotiating for... Clark Harris, I think, has gone quiet because we're back in for the the AFC Wimbledon striker Al Hamidi. Now I don't yeah, know much I don't about him. About, don't know anything about him. Ian. You might as well be talking to me. But um, that was a joke, by the way. Very bad one. I, I just don't know anything about him. To be honest, of all the players we signed in the summer, I knew very little about most of them either. So. Uh, I I don't think we'll be looking just in the domestic market because I really don't think how can I put it I don't think we have got enough money or enough all in terms of being a football team of the level that people used to look at Stoke to attract anybody from this country I think we can get players from low levels Andrew. I think that's where we should be looking I mean to be honest with Players like Poku, his record speaks for itself. I think he's young enough, he's ready for a move up. I think the instant impact Cundall had yesterday sh shines that there's some good young players out there. But we've got to get him permanently. We've got to get him through the door. And Poku, I think, is up there because I know his contract's up at the end of like, next season. So that might be a summer one. Clark Harris had take because apparently we can get him as little as 200, 300 grand. I don't know why we haven't already got that over the line. Proven goal scorer for Peterborough. Done it in the Championship on his time there with Peterborough as well. But always scored goals. I'd, I'd take him. Al Mohamedi, I've heard he's, he's young. I think he's only... He's between 19 and 21. I haven't done me research on him. Um, the reports were he was going Blackburn, but 
apparently he might have changed his mind <coughs> or probably because Stoke were offering him more money but there, there is a chance of him but would he be ready to jump from league to to the championship at that age I don't really know um, and there's talk that Tezgal might go there on loan as his replacement so that could be win-win so if we get Tezgal there till the end of the season playing and scoring goals and we nip there promising young striker to put him on the bench and bleed him in there's, there's possibilities there. I think it's clever. I'd rather see us drop to those lower levels. Like we go, I mean, perfect examples. Chamadu, been brilliant since he's come in. Probably the best yeah. signing behind Bergen in Bay. So let's do more of that. I'm all for it, times. Let's do more of that. More of these younger lads who are impressing in the lower leagues. Because if they come in and do well for us, there we go. Now, Whitaker. What's going on on Whitaker? Because I've heard they want four million. Honestly, uh, I don't know who your sources are, but I don't know anything other than that's a name that will come about because of the, the Schumacher link. Um, I like Whitaker. I think Whitaker would do very well at Stoke, but people are putting two and two together because of the link with Stephen Schumacher. Well, even Peterborough have been talking about they're now starting to hate Schumacher because he's been linked to every man and his dog. Michael Cooper has been linked this week, their 22-year-old goalkeeper, but we moved for Iverson early. Now, I'm looking at that deal because a bit of a, a, bit of a thing that saddened me a bit with the Iverson deal is, again, it's a previous manager's want that's coming for a new manager. Do you remember like uh, Nathan Jones's first season when when Vokes was signed, when he was a clear target of Gary Rowards. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Is is this what Stoke are going to... Because that's, that's happened many a time now, where targets that we were after in the summer under a previous manager are being completed with a new manager. You know, did he want Michael Cooper? Yeah, I do. I mean, the chances of window is littered with the not getting what you want as well as getting some of what you want. So um, it'll be interesting to see. He's got two players in. Uh, so far, I don't know how much he had to do with Iverson coming in. Um, I'm pretty sure he probably didn't have much at all because I know Stoke had been looking after him earlier and we definitely needed a keeper. Cundall's obviously here because of his relationship with the, the manager from Plymouth. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think we'll get more than two more players in. And we could fill the world with midfielders, as I said last time, and some of them will go out. I don't care what anybody says. If they don't go out, well, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people, isn't there? You know, DJ isn't going to be happy. Uh, Pearson isn't going to be happy. It just, to me, it just smacks a bit top-heavy in the um, midfield department. Well, there is little bits of talk. Apparently... Glasgow Rangers are interested in Lewis Baker. Yeah, well, I hope Lewis Baker stays. If somebody like Glasgow Rangers came in for him, then you would expect him to go because he's got a chance of playing European football. And he won't have that at Stoke. Well, not yet. And not yet. No. But, no. yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, there's little talks that Wrexham are interested in Daniel Johnson, but they haven't been followed up. They were just interest. They can have him. <laughs> for me, you yeah, can have him. I, I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree. And I tell you what, he can have if he we, we'll drive him, Ange. We'll give him a rights pie, and he can listen to the Potters podcast all the way down to Wrexham. 
that would be something else, wouldn't it? That'd be great, wouldn't it, We'd have a great day. Right, so, now, we, who have we got next, Ange? Tell me the, the next matches. Birmingham. When's that? Next Saturday. There's no midweek matches this month. We've right. got Birmingham next Saturday, which, again, is another very important game. And then the following Saturday, it's Sunderland away, um, which is a, a tough one. And then we get Leicester at home, so you really need to get your points against Birmingham, don't you? Because I can't see us getting anything against Sunderland. Even though we won last year, I think we won't this year. And Leicester at home, well, you're not going to do great there. So we need to get three points against Birmingham, in my opinion. Right, so we go into Birmingham City. Now, we're playing them. No Wayne Rooney this time. That love affair didn't last long at all. But a manager we do very well against. Very well. Especially over recent years. Some big score lines. Tony Mowbray. Now, what do we think of this? Now, we... I think it'd be a very difficult game, and I think um, again we might struggle because our open play goal scoring isn't great. But I think we'll just about sneak it two-one. I'll go one-nil. Right, I won last weekend, didn't I? I won the Rotherham one. I said one-nil to Stoke. No, you didn't, Ange. You went one-one. <laughs> no, I said one none. No, you, no, you didn't. I've listened back. It was one nil. No, you've changed it. I'm sick of this. I've <laughs> it's still two two, Ange. We're still level. We're no, what whoever, did you have? What? What did you? Pick? I had two nil. So when Vidigal nearly scored, I was I was jumping at my seat, going, "Go on, son!" But he missed. So <laughs> so it's one of them. But yeah, Birmingham City. So we, we put our predictions in for that. And finally, Ange, we'll go in with how the ladies are doing. Well, we played today in the Staffordshire County Cup. We played Hensford. Um, at half-time, I was a bit disappointed because uh, we were only winning by 2-1, and that was a goal by Molly Holder, goals by Molly Holder and Sophie Thompson. Sophie Thompson's a fallback, by the way. And then they got one back through a Dugmore penalty, and in the second half, we made a, a, a rapid changes. Uh, Lily Murphy on her debut for Man City, uh, getting some experience. He scored to make it 3-1. And then uh, Saffron Jordan made it 4-1. Ellie Leake came on and made it 5-1. And then Heidi Logan got another to make it 6-1. And Saffron Jordan thought, I'm not having that. Uh, I'm going to get another. So it was 7-1 at the end of the game. And they got into the semi-finals. So... Back into the semi-finals of the Staffordshire County Cup. I think we've won it for the past 18 years. So um, let's just hope we can continue that trend. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, if we can keep going in there. But what's going on with this cup, Andrew? How many years in a row have we won this trophy? Uh, I think 16. Why are we still in it? Well, the problem we've got with that is that if you walk out of it, um, people say, oh, you're too big-headed. And then if you're in it, people say, well, you shouldn't be in it. You can't win whichever you do. And our reserves, our development team are in it anyway, so we can't just uh, change the teams around. You say, um, we'll just play the steps because the development team are already playing. So it's um, it's one of those, you, you either accept that at some point somebody is going to lose it, or you accept that you're always going to be called big-headed. Well, I'd rather be big-headed and waste time and fitness in a competition that I'll be honest and not be offensive in this against far weaker teams that we're not struggling against. Well, 
Yeah, I agree. But they got to win it again this year, and uh, it should be a confidence booster in every way, really, because, well, it should just be a confidence booster because if you score seven or eight goals, whoever you're playing, that's important. And as we're talking, I've just had a, a nice little message from Sophie Thompson saying, goal and assist, I'll take that. So I'm not going to respond while we're on air because it would probably not be worth repeating what I'm going to say. But I'm really chuffed with Tomo. Uh, she punches every week above her. You know, she's she's a real hard-working player and people say she shouldn't be in the team. To me, she's one of your first picks every time because she's a she's a really good fighter for Stoke City. She loves the club through and through. Well, that's always good and positive talk. But is there a male version of this trophy? Yeah, there's a county cup for the men. Can't we, can't um, we get in that and start winning trophies? And we can... St- st- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, right. it's a confidence boost, Anne. Like you said, well, let's get the men in there. Let's, let's smash Leak Town 15-0. Before we go, just repeat your prediction against Birmingham. My prediction against Birmingham next week is 1-0 Stoke. Why are you writing it down now, Ange? Um, I'm just laughing because when when my prediction comes to two one, you'll you'll make some excuse again that it's wrong. <laughs> Ange, this is just bitter. You're ending the podcast on a negative negative tone. You said no, one one. I'm very positive. We will win next weekend. Well, I was the positive one last week. I went two nil, and you went one one. And now you've gone two one, and I'm getting one nil. I can't see you conceding against them. The crap, and mm, I will see. Right. So, if there's any other news, say it now, Ange. The only other news is that I'm quite optimistic about the rest of the season. However, I had Radio Stoke on the other night, and there was this bloke waffling on on Radio Stoke, and he sounded the. The same almost identical voice tones as yourself. Was that you? Yes, it was. That was my first appearance on, was it drive time? Or maybe. No, it was, I don't know, but it, I, I think it was the sports show. I don't think they ask you to read out the bloody traffic problems, do they? Well, you know, I could do that. Well, there's been an accident on the M5. <laughs> See, I could, <laughs> I could do that if you want me to. Yeah. Well, I thought you came over very well, and it's just a pity you can't do the same on this podcast. I there's no change in what I say on here than on Radio Stoke Ange. I am as professional as it comes ish. I've stopped the swearing because we've had a few complaints. Well, not really complaints, just you know, women of a certain age don't like it, and have um, have made that clear. So I've stopped swearing, and have um, made it That's a little bit. You are. Was that your mother? No, well, luckily she doesn't listen. She'd be absolutely horrified if I swore. Because I still don't do it in my own mum and dad's house. I just can't no, say no. it. No, no, should you. Yes, I agree. It's it's a prediction of poor manners. And like many people have said in the past, man of manners, whatever the word is, I've lost it. But anyway, Ange, that's another week done. So, so thank you, Ange. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll all be down at the Bet365 next Saturday shouting, come on, Stoke. Thanks for listening. ta all the best.